This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. And today we have friend of mine calling in from Vienna, Austria, a little ways over the pond. Phil Polschel is the director of Safer Surfing, uh, located in Vienna, and they specialize in helping youth, uh, protection, protection for the youth uh, from pornography. They help adults recover from porn. They help wives heal. They have more than 30 groups going on across the German-speaking region in Germany and and in Austria and Switzerland, and Phil has also published my books in German over there, and he also helps Catholic priests recover, and I'm sure we all know that this is not, pornography is not a quote-unquote evangelical problem alone, so I appreciate it, Phil, that you're going across evangelical divides, and so Phil, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Mike, very much. It's a pleasure to be online. Thanks very much for Live in the U.S., living on the other side of the pond. <laughs> so we'll just jump right in, Phil, and I'll just let you start by sharing your story. Yes, sir. I was. Uh, the first memories I have, I was about eight or nine years old when I, I, I myself stumbled over a porn ma- magazine. Actually, it was a hardcore porn magazine, meaning violent pornography, which I found um, amongst other magazines at a paper container a garbage ban, uh, bin, and uh, I was shocked through what I saw, just being eight or nine years old. That was part of me shocked, and the other part of me um, was disgusted by what I saw was full of shame. And I can't remember what happened afterwards. I just m- remember that I was about, roughly about 12 years old when I um, started to uh, watch pornography. Um, back then it was on the internet, but it was magazines I had a look at. I watched television late at night. I started lying to my parents, stated I'd, I'd um, come to bed shortly anyway, but actually I had plans to watch pornography. Most of the time, roughly until 2, 3 in the morning. Um, at the later stage, of course, the Internet was there as well, which made things easier, the access towards pornography. Um, at a later stage, I became a Christian, and that helped me a lot in, in my way out of coming out of pornography even though I still struggled with that topic. And um, taking over a youth group in a church, excited about a faith, but on the other hand, still struggling with pornography. But again, having somebody with whom I could talk, meaning talking to God directly, helped me amazingly in my my struggle. And um, yeah, um, my way out of pornography was that that I, I, there was always a wish there to leave pornography behind, always 
always when I stumble to get up again to put my crown straight up again and to continue. Um, being in youth leadership made it difficult because young people came to me and said they struggled in pornography, and I used to say, "Well, I know that problem. I used to have that problem as well." Now, in, in the past, now my past was often only a week ago, <laughs> which was honest but not so honest. Um, and myself, um, cutting the story short, leaving pornography was actually um, through my uh, fiance. Um, my future wife, um, who caught me watching porn, she wanted to do a surprise visit. And yes, it was a surprise visit for her and for me, not in the positive sense. Um, I was watching porn. My future wife just surprised me, came by my house to visit me. And as quick as I could, I jumped in the nearest cupboard <laughs> to hide from her. Uh, there was a reason I wanted to hide from her. I didn't want to her to see me in that state, if you understand what I mean. <laughs> so I hid in the cupboard, closed the door, and she came in and she said she sensed there was something not not fine, not going on. Well, of course, she heard my footsteps <laughs> running away. And she came to the other side of the, of the, the cupboard and, and said, Phil, I think we need to talk, have a serious talk. And she knew something was wrong. And she knew about my porn problem. Um but only a Christian mini version of the reality of what was there. And about after half an hour of having a long talk between <laughs> doors, <laughs> she on the one side of the cupboard, me in the cupboard, we actually, um, I opened the door and I saw her tears coming down and that hurt me very much. And I saw what, what damage I was causing to her. And that was the beginning of um, coming out of pornography. That was a, kind of a short version of my story. Mike, feel free if you want me to share more details. Uh, um, I'd love to, or if you have questions, um, feel free. Yeah, no, please do. Please, yeah, go into more detail. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was kind of the, the short version. The longer version is um, it. it um, um, I did struggle many years. You know, there was always this wish of wanting to come out of pornography deep in my heart, even at the time when I wasn't a Christian. I was somehow... Something in me saying, this is not fine, this is uh, to do with shame as well. Yes, it's fun at the moment, but it doesn't fulfill me. It leaves me empty and tired. I mean, think of it. I used to go to bed at 2, 3 in the morning um, uh, when Internet wasn't readily available. And, and, and um, um, I had to stay up late night to watch pornography because pornography would only be in the television late at night. Yeah. And I was just so tired uh, <laughs> next morning. So on the one side, feeling empty because it was sexuality, which was had nothing to do with intimacy. It was pornography. Pornography is not in sexuality um, because sexuality is something to do with intimacy. And that's not available there in the world of pornography where I was searching for love. I was searching for intimacy. Pornography would not give me that back. Um, what I was actually searching for to fill my heart and my thoughts with good stuff and with intimacy. So um, there was a point, I don't know how old I was, was I 14, 15, when my father became a Christian, where I came to a point to say, hey, Father, Dad, I'm lying to you. I'm actually struggling with pornography, and I really need your help. Um, yeah, and he, he would take me to the side and say, hey, let us pray. And that was a big breakthrough. And believe me, I was clean for <laughs> not a week, but months, having had talk with my father <clears throat> about my own struggles of pornography, which shows when light comes into your life, when you start sharing, when you get help, if you take part in a men's group, a cell phone group, whatever, 
um, look for a therapist, whatever, you're bringing light into your life. And that really helped me to be clean for a long time, even though, I, again, again, I would stumble and struggle. But um, there were people in my life that helped me, other youth leaders as well. I even talked to my mum one day, even, because um, my dad wasn't there, and that was very embarrassing. <laughs> and the only advice she had for me was, Phil, I know that men struggle at the girl guides when I used to be at the scouts or the girl guides. I used to learn that when young men struggle with being tempted, they need to take a cold shower and <laughs> that will get the problem away. Mm. That was the, the only sex education I got from my mom. And the word for, for uh, the word is masturbation, what I'm doing. <laughs> so these two memories are there. And my mo- mother, when there would be films playing um, and a, a woman would kind of start getting undressed, she would jump in front of the television and that would kind of, kind of irritate us three boys, three brothers. Oh, what's mom doing? This is interesting. <laughs> so this is almost edu- sex education in the past I had. No talks with my dad, basically. Um, and it was very healing, actually, starting to talk to my dad, even to my mom, even though it was very embarrassing. But within a family to, 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 to talk about these topics helped us all individually, sharing stories, helping each other, even though it was embarrassing. So my coming out, there was always a wish of getting out of pornography. Yes, I struggled again and again. It was perhaps once every week, in average. Um some people may say that's not long. For me, it was long enough. There was a subjective feeling of this is not right. It doesn't make me happy. Um, when I became a Christian, it was a, also a conscience thing in front of God. I felt this wasn't right. I want to get out of this. And still, again, I did struggle, but I brought more and more people in my life in that I shared my story with that prayed for me. And that helped amazing. Big, big, big breakthroughs in my life. And I think the ultimate breakthrough was where within a short time, I don't know, was it a few months, I was caught three times or nearly caught once by my mother, um, um, which was very embarrassing. But she was one of these mothers that, you know, believe the best of your children. You know, my children don't do that, you know. And the poor pornography was actually playing on television. She didn't notice it. I turned the television off. Um, But it was very embarrassing. She said years later she hadn't noticed anything for me. I had the feeling I was caught. That helped me to come out of porn. Shortly after that, my co-youth leader from my church and his wife caught me, or I thought they caught me, but they hadn't. But I had the feeling of being caught whilst I was buying pornography software. Um, and the third time was, as I mentioned before, I had this surprise visit by my wife. Um, and yes, it was a surprise and not a positive one. Um, my At that point, actually, I had been at the point that I was accountable to quite a few people on my struggle with pornography, which helped me. I was able to freely talk with God, understood his full grace. You know, yes, he would forgive me, but I need to stop sinning as well. Um, And there was a point in my life where I knew if I continue that way, the next step would be to go find a prostitute to go into into the real world sexuality, which I didn't want to. The virtual world was enough, <laughs> and I knew if I continue here in the virtual world, sometime there will be a switch, and it will change something. It will destroy my sexual life and myself and, and my future fiancé. I knew my wife, my future fiancé, a future wife would not accept that. And she also said, Phil, I don't accept what you're doing, but I'm going to stick with you, mm-hmm. but we need to get help, and I won't leave you. 
And that was a big breakthrough that she trusted me. She did not control me like many wives would like to start doing then, controlling the whole time. Um, yes, she was hurt and she had the typical situation as many wives have um, women that uh, where their husband struggles up and down like a roller coaster, being mad, cross, at the next moment loving me, <laughs> forgiving me, you know, up and down, which is okay and legit- legitimate to have these feelings. But together we sought help from an old, old couple that accompanied us over many years. And that was really encouraging. They would encourage my wife and say, you know, you're beautiful. Phil has a struggle. He's got a problem. He needs to find help. You're not the reason. Without you, he would struggle just as well. Um, so help, getting help from outside helped. Um, what also helped was that I had reached a point where I knew this would just go more down the drain in my life. I would lose my future wife. And I was actually at the point where I said, I've literally had enough. This is end, the end. And my breakthrough, I think, was also to do, it's not an ABC program in my life, but it was a point where I came to giving up fighting. I gave up the fight against pornography. And I said, God, I'm not managing. I told my wife, or my future wife, I cannot, I'm not, I, I don't know how to come out. I, I need help. And this giving up fighting, giving giving up this controlling my eyes, controlling my thoughts, was a big make uh, breakthrough in my life because I suddenly understood I can be weak. I'm not managing it on my own, but God is giving me strength. He's starting to do His work in me, and I've seen that in many people's lives. We've been reaching out to a lot of people. We've had over 10 million in the last 14 years, more than 10 million website visits on a little small website we had here, um, which is also in different languages as well, um, come out. But um, I've seen that a lot with men and women that the way out of pornography often has been to give up the fight um, and start seeing God change you in his grace, meeting you in a deep, deep level. Yes, there are 5% of men I get to know uh, that need to fight in a good way, uh, where you need to they need a kick in their backside because they say, well, you know, sin has overcome me again. Pornography has reached me. I, I don't know. I, I, I just can't get out of pornography. Um, some of these people need a, hit, <laughs> a kick in their backside. Sorry to say that. Um, but for 95% of the men I've seen, they struggle a lot. They fight themselves in their own strength. They practice technic- technical things, you know, ABC programs they do to be able to get out of porn. But it doesn't help because... God makes a change in you. And that's what I've been, I experienced in my life. I've seen in many people's lives, and hardly ever have I seen people come out just that said, you know, God and me, we're going to solve the problem. It was usually bringing other people in, in their trust, sharing, um, also sharing with their partners, but getting help prior to that for both of them themselves, but never sharing details with your partner and your partner not being the ultimate responsible um, accountability partner, but really finding men that would be beside my side, that really was a make, big breakthrough. And I guess one of the big breakthroughs also in my life was where I started coming to peace with my own sexual past. My In the professional area, you talk about sexual um, learning history, so things you've experienced in your past, to look back and to find peace basically finding forgiveness on your own past, things that have happened. And over years, there suddenly things came up, memories from past, where 
things that happened that were very humbling, that uh, destroyed part of my sexual history. One of the major things being at an age, I think I was 22, I suddenly thought it would be a good idea to to see women in, in the reality naked, not only virtual or in the television. And I thought it would be a good idea to go to a sauna, <laughs> um, a hot sauna, and uh, to meet women there, which was not a good idea. The temperature was very hot, I guess 140 Fahrenheit, <laughs> and the average age was about 140 <laughs> from the people, there, women there, so not very exciting. But um, what happened was I had no idea that you have to put a cloth on, on, on the seat and sit down. I was single there. Which young man is there in good good spirit <laughs> in a sauna? And actually, um, the guy in charge came in and shamed me in front of 30 people and said, young man, you need to get out. And I thought he was talking about other people here, but I was the only young man there. Um, and he shamed me. And yes, it was his right to get me out there. No doubt about it. And it didn't mean that, but it hurt me. And believe me, it was 20 longest steps I've ever taken in my life. Um, being shamed naked, going through the sauna to the end exit. Many years later, I saw how much it had hurt, this sexual building block in my life, how much it damaged in my life. Not necessarily that's the reason that I was struggling with story pornography, but it was a bit negative something I was not at peace with. Many years later, I was married, and my wife and me walked in the area where the sauna is. There, there's no sauna there. There was a restaurant there. And we walked there, and suddenly it was like God's hand leading me to the entry door where the restaurant was now, and it was closed. Nobody was there. My wife was walking somewhere else, and God was leading me there, and suddenly the memories came up. I know this place. I've been here many years ago, and I started to cry inwardly, of course, men don't cry, but <laughs> inwardly, yes, I cried. And then I started to cry outwardly as well, mm. because men do cry. And it showed me how much I was hurting for what I had experienced there. I only can say afterwards that you know, God's Holy Spirit caught me there and brought peace and forgiveness. Me, myself, forgiving myself of the things I've done in the past, finding peace in sexuality and finding intimacy, something that I can live with my wife now. Not that having sexuality in my wife is, will solve the p pornography problem. No, that's not our experience. But um, I've been able to get to know the real thing, sexuality, and it's to do with love, faithfulness, trusting, being vulnerable, and not only sex. And that is very much different to the world of pornography, which is cold, hard, no trust, deceit, leaving you empty, not fulfilled, which intimacy or sexuality does. So that's a long learning path I've had. That was a bit of a long version of the story, Mike, but you did ask me <laughs> to share more. Um, so this is my way out of pornography. And again and again, God bringing up topics that happened in the past where I've been able to find peace, which opens a door of freedom. And living without pornography is, oh, it's a new quality of life. And I enjoy every day without that sin in my life. So free, enjoying friendship, intimacy, love, and yes, sexuality with the one partner. But um, it's the relationship that's so important, and, and being loved and intimacy. Mm. That's great. Thanks, Phil. And um, one question is: After your wife walked in on you, how long 
did that healing and recovery process take before you were able to get through, you know, a substantial amount of time without slipping? Well, um, actively watching pornography ended on that day. Oh, wow. But prior to that, I was on my way out of pornography, as mentioned beforehand. You know, there were steps I took. I found accountability partners. I struggled. I fell. But something I definitely did over the 14 years I watched pornography was I never stopped lying down on the floor. I got up again, but in his strength, more and more towards the end, in his strength and not my strength. And often I would really lie down on the floor and say, God, I give up the fight, especially towards the end. So it was a process of coming out, actually watching pornography. That was the day it ended, and that's 22 years ago. I've never watched pornography since. Accidentally, yes. <laughs> um, um, but, 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 but only just a few seconds. But actually when I've seen these things, I, I hate what I see. I, I just I don't find it <laughs> attractive in any way. So that's show, showing God's healing already. That if I accidentally watch porn or I see a picture, it actually puts me off. I I, I, I feel hurt for these women. I've been an international speaker together with former porn actresses over many years and seen the hurt that happens to women. And that's something I never want my daughter to experience, what these women have gone through under drugs, under alcohol to survive a porn filming scene. And I can see the hurt of these women and look into their eyes and not somewhere else. Mm. Um, my mind, however, um, the writing uh, stories, you know, film scripts, <laughs> negative film, stri- stri- uh, film um, scripts, that still continued about five, six years until I was reading a book that, where I was challenged that also our thought life has to be clean and active. And it's not only about not acting out, but also our thought life needs to be cleaned up. And I experienced that six years later, God challenging me there and saying, Phil, you need to have good scripts in your mind. (laughs) And that changed, and that has really helped me a lot also, just to be able to... It's given me freedom. I don't have to get women addressed anymore in my mind. And it gives a lot of quality of life, also my thought life, Mm -hmm. and more freedom to have good thoughts, being able to watch women look at their eyes and say, yes, they're beautiful. They may be beautiful if they're naked. I don't care. I'm at peace. (laughs) And when temptation comes, I stay at peace and say, well, you know, I know I could, but I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm never going to be perfect, but I can do one thing. I can walk step by step in the light, in his light. And that has helped me very much. Mm. Love it. Um, for our listeners' benefit, we got a couple minutes left. What does the church and the German-speaking countries look like? Meaning, from my understanding, Austria, the church there is maybe one, one and a half percent of the population. Is that true? Yes, so that, that'll be somewhere along along the line. Depends if you talk about the evangelical world, that is right. If you talk about um, Reformed Catholic churches or Lutheran, there's some very good churches around. It's far higher. A lot happens there, and we see that churches are taking more and more a grip of that topic, taking it seriously, not saying to people, stop sinning, but providing help. Just today, I trained a whole monastery, Catholic monastery, on that topic. Big openness, um, and their understanding very clear that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life also in this topic. 
And it was very encouraging. Um, in the meantime, nearly all Catholic priests in Austria were allowed to train them on that topic of part of their education. And uh, many priests are very thankful for that. We were able to do that for many pastors in Austria. And Austria definitely in Europe has been uh, a pioneer, also our work, a pioneer in this area. Alone in the German-speaking world, we have about 15 organizations now working um, in that area, helping people out of pornography. And there are far more. There's just 15 organizations we know of. And the biggest project we're starting now is on the EU level to start petitioning and talking to MEPs, the parliamentary people in the EU, to get legislation through that children do not have access to pornography. Mm. We have good chances to win this. This is going to be the biggest project ever. We've had talks already with the EU Parliament, with individuals, and have also been mentioned as one of the best practices within the EU Parliament, which has been very encouraging hearing our name safer, certainly. Mm. mentioned there, but this is going to be a huge project with big financial and um, time resource involved, and we're starting to do scientific panels on a high level with top speakers in in the European world. Well, we're out of time, and I really want to thank you, Phil. This has been awesome, and uh, Mm -hmm. thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.